Oh yeah, it's Friday night, and you're going all the way with Scott and Raina. Why is it Friday? Why is it Friday night? That's when you release your episodes, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Fuck, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> all right. Okay. on a new episode of Going All The Way. I am your host, Scott Eason. I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Raina Cahill. Hello, Raina. Hello, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> your odd professionalism right now is really throwing me. <laughs> I don't find it odd, I am, Scott. Hello. I, I find am. it quite intriguing. <laughs> As, uh, yeah... Rain's been having a good time <laughs> prior to this recording. We all have. It's great. We invented a new podcast called Broth Brothers. It's coming soon. It's about soup. Soup with the boys. It's it's going to be great. But uh, why don't we focus on the one we're doing right now? Again, thank you for joining us on Going All The Way, where we talk. Uh, if you've been listening, hopefully you have. But if not, uh, if it's your first time joining us, this is the podcast where we discuss sex and love and relationships and fetishes and everything under the sun as it pertains to that. Uh, we've had some amazing guests so far, and uh, it's been very enlightening. Uh, and I think today, hopefully, we'll learn a, a little bit uh, something new from our guest. Uh, so please help me in joining Raina. Say hello to the wonderful Matthew Tate. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Matthew Tate. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you, you for having me. Of course. No, thank you for joining us, Matthew. Matthew is a stand-up comedian. Uh, I have known him for a lot of years now. He's a very funny guy. We're, uh, we're happy that he's joining us today. Um, and uh, let's just, Raina, do you have any shit you want to talk about, Matt, before we start? Do you uh, talk about, like, do you want to hurt his feelings or, like, or hurt his feelings? <laughs> I just want to know something behind the Serena Williams story. Oh, OK. We'll get to that. Let's put <laughs> a pin in that. I just want that's what that's my goal in life. We'll put a pin in that. OK, so t on today's episode, uh, we're going to dig into Matt's sexual history a little bit, as we have done with our previous guests and maybe figure out a little bit how that has made him into the man he is today. Uh, so let's just go ahead and start there, and uh, and and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Okay, you ready? Sure. Raina, are you ready? I'm so ready. You're so. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> all right, man. So we've asked all our uh, previous guests this, and uh, this is just as good a place to start as any. So, uh, Matt, when did you lose your virginity? How old were you? Well, this is a horrible way to start this, but uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Apparently, with all our other with, with all our other guests, you're in a good company because yeah. we've already heard some shit where we're like, "What?" Yeah. Four. Oh. oh, that wasn't consensual. <laughs> that was no, no. What? Yeah, no. Um, babysitter, man. Like, uh, I don't know. Like. I did I, I like I didn't even uh like realize kind of what had happened until like years later and I like told my folks and they were yeah. like oh we always really trusted Jennifer. Was, oh my. Yeah. 
Now, that was my next question. Was it a male or female babysitter? So it was a female babysitter. Yeah. Touched you inappropriately when you were four. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's awful. I'm so on sorry. On more than one occasion? Uh, I can only remember the one. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we that was a doozy to that's start with. Doozy. I that's think, well, you know what? Unfortunately, we have a new high score, <laughs> <laughs> which is... Well, Awful. okay. My bad. <laughs> I like I saw oh. the pitch coming, and it was yeah. like it's like yeah. one of those sinkers, and it's well, like no, you know I, what it's man, gonna do, I, and you're like, yeah. I'm gonna swing at this, but yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I appreciate your candor. We'll have so. to change the question to <laughs> when was your <laughs> when did you consensually yeah, lose your is, virginity? You know what? Sometimes you just don't know what to do, but giggle a little bit. <laughs> That's just, one of those times. I'm even sorry. Though it might be. No, I'm doing. Yeah, the same was, thing. I mean, it was 30 yeah. years ago. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let's take Raina's method here, and let's just skip ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's press that Fair fast point. forward button. We will Fair come point. back let's to that. Let's go later. to your first <laughs> consensual sexual encounter. Okay. So. Uh, now are we talking like full penetration or just fooling around or let's say uh penetration. Okay. Yeah, so let's, so let's start with the big boy. So that would be let's see, I was I was sixteen or seventeen. Uh I I was still in high school and uh I was dating somebody uh briefly, uh French Vietnamese gal. Um mm. and uh she was like one grade under me. Uh we both had like fairly strict parents her especially like she's first generation french vietnamese and so like we couldn't do it at either of our places so yeah. all familiar with that yeah so yeah I, I i guess you could say i i popped my cherry in the madison public library interesting what if we could get them to sponsor us or something <laughs> <laughs> They're probably still going to be upset. They're going to be like, can you tell us what section that was in? <laughs> Brought to you by Cherry Pie. I um, So it started outside. Uh, like, because... <laughs> you know what? That's a weird statement. Because you're like, start outside, and then we looked at each other like, you know where we should take this? Inside. And they stayed. They stayed inside. inside this public building. They're walking at the <laughs> same time. Okay, guys, so they're here's off, the... They're mid-fuck walking. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's how slow the Madison Public Library is. They're like, what's happening? Here, here's the thing. Y'all ever have, uh, like, any of those friends who, like, if you're hanging out in a in a group and doing, like, outdoorsy things, like, they're always the first to get, like, bitten by every fucking mosquito and yeah. spider. Yeah. We're both that person. So, like, we're... So- we're at it you're for like... You're fucking outside and you're getting eaten up by bugs. <laughs> yeah. So you're like... <laughs> it's like Let's anti- take it to the stacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And w- like we started uh, fooling around uh, in the inside like in a section. And then we were like, this is a little bit too conspicuous. And uh, we... Uh, this sounds super classy and I'm sorry, but... Like, for privacy's sake, and, you know, we were young and, like I said, conservative families, we didn't have a whole lot of choice on where we do it, you know? Sure. And so uh, it was uh, – the the bathrooms in the Madison Public Library are, uh, like, the single-user, like, mm. lock kind. Yeah, the perfect. Yeah, that's a good – So, yeah, we just, like – You didn't lay down on the floor, did you? Yeah, but I had a trench coat, so <laughs> – How do – 
How am I not surprised that teenage Matthew Tate owned a trench coat? <laughs> so that I you were actively wearing when you lost your virginity. No. So here's the weird thing. I thought a trench coat was the cloak of invisibility. Here's the when weird thing. So like, like I wore you. a trench coat all through. <laughs> I wore a trench coat all throughout high school, and I. I'm sorry. I'll give you all a minute. She had one too. <laughs> she had oh. one too. And they both flapped them. They're like, flap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one's, you know, your ground cover and the other one's a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, y'all are thinking ahead. Resourceful. No, please, it's just we we, we just we wore I'm those. Sorry. Like I, I, I wore no. Uh, you know what? I'm just trying to make this fun after that whole four year old comment. I'm really sorry. I'm put sorry. a put a stop break in the beginning of this. Yeah, I was But <laughs> you know what? I you know what? I'm trying to recover from it right now. I don't know what you're going through. Somebody so. was like Yeah, like I wasn't happy when old. it happened to me either, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like he was I'm like sorry. four years old and they were like click and they never turned their computer. Well, on again. I, man, I'm t- <laughs> comedians <laughs> are just we we I mean, if you know comedians, we just this is how we deal with things. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, uh, honestly, we small disclaimer. I just will say, if we if we joke and make light, this is not reflective of anybody else's experience. But we know Matt, and uh, you know what, it happened. But Matt's also a good sport, so we're having a little bit of fun. But uh, yeah, I just feel I have to disclaim that before <laughs> somebody's like, "You fucking monsters! <laughs> like, you, you fucking laugh laughed at that, that man!" And I'm like, "Did you hear Raina say she had a trench coat on too? That shit was fun." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the first time I've taken it on the chin you know yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is, i feel there's going to be a lot of sexual puns and right. in this uh so okay so you're making love this is this is just a weird <laughs> statement so matthew you're making love on top of a trench coat to a french vietnamese girl in, in the, the Madison public library bathroom how did that go <laughs> uh you should get a shirt that says that. <laughs> Sorry. i mean it was good i guess like on uh, six separate occasions, what I assume was uh, a, an employee uh, knocked on the door. Yeah. And then... Uh, you made it through six knocks? Impressive. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I mean, it was my first time. You, yeah. you know, that lasts for fucking ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at yeah, that at like that it. point, you have not yet, you know, like yeah. discovered like what a refractory period is. You're just After like, my oh my god, time. I can't believe this is finally yeah. happening. After you my know? first time, I definitely said, I think it's get better. Next time. <laughs> I think it'll be better. I think it'll be better next time. It was. Yeah, and then uh, like after we both uh, were like done, yeah. we just uh, like scratched each other. We, well, we had all the bug bites, you see. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. so we counted them romantic. too. I had thirty-seven mosquito bites. Oh she she had uh she had twenty-two. So she had a lot less than me, but she's also like four foot nine. So well, yeah, hence Service the French area. Vietnamese. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, her trench coat must. <laughs> oh, it was dragging the ground. Yeah, <laughs> she got it, baby. Her cat. trench coat <laughs> looked. <laughs> Her trench coat looked like yeah, my okay, Jenkos. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> she got oh my it off god! Of like an American you had girl and of course you could have just like, fucked in the Jenkos, dude. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? You could have been like, "This is why I wear teepees." <laughs> we have we have shelter. Raina, right are you wearing Jenkos right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse, shut your mouth. These okay, they're bell bottoms. Now they're right. called flares. Oh, flares! <laughs> they're yeah. called flares. What? Yeah, that's, that's a thing. You know what? That's our other podcast. I throw my legs up in an called, emergency. Called that's denim what, dudes. No, so we, we we talk about jeans on denim dudes. Save denim that dudes. for another. <laughs> the pants dudes. and the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're on fire tonight with the slogan. Like, the pants and the man. What happens when you spill your soup podcast on your jeans podcast? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's very, that's highly complicated. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's let's circle back here. Let's get back on track. So we're, at, we have, we're having fun here. We're having fun. So, okay, so your uh, your first partner. Do you know, Was it uh, was it her first time as well? No. It was not. <laughs> no. Uh, guys, faces it, faces don't come across the radio, and the faces she just made was like, it was definitely not her first I time. Think you yeah. hear, so I think you can she hear it. So <laughs> she broke up with the person that she was dating yeah. because she found out I was a virgin. Mm. And the, mm. the, uh, so you were 16 or 17. How Was she 16 or 17 as well? Yeah, she uh, she was uh, sixteen at the time. 16? I think I was seventeen. I somewhere roundabouts. And this uh, hi, uh, she high school classmate. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. like one. Uh, God, I hope she doesn't hear this. Yeah. I mean, I deleted her off Facebook about four <laughs> years ago. So that's okay. That counts. Yeah. That's, that's okay. So let me ask this: Was uh, did you guys date, or was it just like a yo, let's bang it out type scenario? Yeah. No, we dated for uh, we dated for. About two months, maybe. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming you. So you had sex with multiple times with her. No, actually, just really? the once. Just yeah. the once. Yeah. So you had a super special moment on a trench coat covered in mosquito bites, and then never to be repeated. <laughs> I mean, we you didn't. Just, I mean, it's chasing the dragon after that point, I guess. We didn't yeah, really yeah. have much of a. That's her right there. Holy for, shit! For those of you who cannot it's see, Alan Cobb, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Um, hey, Alan, this is phone. a bad time. I'm doing uh, I'm doing Scott's uh, podcast right now. You can say whatever right you want because this is definitely going to end. Are, are you all right, though? <laughs> it's all getting edited. I'm just going to, you know what, let's just jump back in real quick. And uh, listeners, you probably noticed uh, it, it, that's a, a rough break. It's because Matthew Tate just pulled out a flip phone and blew <laughs> our fucking minds as he took a phone call on it in the year 2021. Uh, so we're, we're coming back. So, uh, Matt, let's get back to this. French Vietnamese girl <laughs> and your Titanic moment in the Madison Public Library bathroom just the one time. <laughs> so y'all dated for a couple months, but you never had sex again. Can I ask why? Like what what was it, it goes back to like limited opportunities. You uh, just didn't like, have Yeah, I mean I mean did you we I mean were y'all just not car fucking? I mean you're just not having sex in the car? Uh neither of us had cars. Oh shit. Yeah. So um, you rode your bike a with a trench coat? That's hard. No, I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Did she I can't pull you in a wagon? That. So I had a really <laughs> traumatic bike accident when I was really young, oh, and like I've never fuck. been able to pick it back up. Matt, right now it just sounds like your youth was tough. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. Okay. What? I. You know what? I'm sorry. So I'm now sorry. every time somebody uses that, it's just like riding a bike. You're like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fuck, I can't do it then. <laughs> I can't do it. Man, you know what? Someday. There's going to be a weird video on the internet of me running behind you with my hand on your back as you pedal a bike down. <laughs> <laughs> and I push off. I'm like, you're free. Fly. <laughs> and then the camera pans down, you. and it was a tricycle the whole time. <laughs> it's, all, it's all you. Yeah, we got to get some training wheels on you first. Bro. <laughs> okay, so you lose your virginity to this girl, and then you have kind of a small relationship, but you don't have sex again because you don't have the opportunity to. Extremely strict first generation yes. immigrant parents. Sure, um, I gotcha. Okay, so where where did you go to from there? What was next? What was so still in high school? Yeah, right. Did you go immediately into another sexual relationship, or did it take you a while before you found another sexual partner? 
sometimes I'm very interested in basically like, I guess for lack of a better term, the cooling off period, especially when you're younger of like yeah. how, how fast did it all come? Because I mean, we've had guests that be like, I hit the road and I was a fucking, <laughs> some people are bang, like, bang, bang. I some did my first like, time. I did it and then I didn't do it again until college right. or, or whatever it may be. So I'm just curious as like, how fast was it for you before you found? I'm not 100% on that. I, yeah. I, I kind of like, uh, I was kind of on like a lot of psychiatrics when I was growing up, so mm-hmm. a lot of things are kind of blank spaces, but occasionally I'll remember a thing, and it's like, oh, that's a thing that happened, and sometimes it happens with partners, too, and it's like, I forgot that person existed. We dated for a couple months. Yeah. Like, we slept together multiple times, and sure. can't remember their name now. Um, yeah. So It's weird, I know, but I no, think no, no, the no, next I, time I've was... To other people, so. About about that, yeah. Continue. What, what, when was the next time? I think the next time was one of her friends, uh-huh. and uh, it was at a uh, like small house party, uh, like wi- uh, a Wiccan family, like, uh-huh. and uh, so they were big into like sex rituals and shit yeah. like that. I would so expect nothing less from you <laughs> finding a Wiccan family. So yeah, please. so we uh, like. I mean, it was like a like a you know, you know. You know, like I a Wiccan it. sex party. <laughs> you know, I get yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just gonna, I'm just shake my head and be like, uh huh. And I like didn't yeah. feel, you know, exactly, <laughs> you know, like safe. Sure. Actually, you know, yeah, stick it in more than one person. Oh so I wow! Just, Wait. Oh, so that's an orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Group so sex. me and just this one person were yeah. doing that. Okay. Uh, well, you know, other people were like partner swapping around us and stuff. Wow. Okay. So you were having, you, you had sex around the other people. You just didn't mingle in with them. I mean, we mingled, but we didn't, you know, they had sex in an orgy. Yeah. But like sex in an orgy. We yeah, were, ex- like that, I, I, we no, were exclusive like in an, an orgy. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, how many wow. people does it take to, to make an orgy? Four more. It, Okay. This wow! Is you said that shit real fast? Yeah. <laughs> you said so. That this was seven. Real fast. <laughs> this, this was seven people. Here's so. like four more. Like <laughs> fucking confident. <laughs> I, I, I would have been like, I don't know. Fucking Google it. That's out. what I did. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta break out a fucking slide rule. What well, fucking I'll, happened I'll, last I'll, night? I'll tell you what, Google I'm it. just gonna say. I mean, Matt said seven, so I definitely think That's seven falls in the parameters. Also, an odd number. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seems like, I don't know, whoever... Here's the thing. I mean, obviously, if it's an orgy, like, I does somebody... I was the odd man t- out. Uh, I'll yeah. answer that question. Does somebody question. take the lead? Like, do you think a coordinator would be like... <laughs> you over here? We just, yeah. We have not... We, we need one more. <laughs> we need... Either we have one more or we lose Matt. <laughs> that's it. We cut Matt out because at six, seven, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. I was the odd man out in this situation. She just Technically, didn't. you weren't the odd man out because you were inside somebody else exclusively. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, she, like, <laughs> not once orgy. that night, to my knowledge, did she have sex with her boyfriend, so... Oh wow! Uh, this has layers like a fucking I onion. Love you know what I mean? That he withheld that information know, until right? now. You know what? Don't don't be a comic right now. <laughs> Stop with the fucking surprise You're reveals. Playing with my emotions <laughs> exactly. right now. You gotta give me give us the straight dope up front. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> she didn't have sex with her boyfriend so have, all night. So okay. Were you her husband? So we have like, jumped. Here's the thing, people. If you know Matt, like. All this is true. <laughs> so we go from a French Vietnamese girl to a Wiccan girl that you had 
single sex with during an orgy. Uh, this one was not a, a Wiccan. It was at a Wiccan house party. It was at a Wiccan house party. Yeah, she was okay. a druid. Well, fuck. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, and and her parents were pagans, and they can right. they can mingle. Like no, that? this was at like I, somebody I else's like, parents' house. Like Baptists and, and Methodists, <laughs> like they can't be together. Like Baptists and Methodists <laughs> can't be together. I don't think that. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't think they like each other. Am I making that up? Do Baptists not like Methodists? Is that a thing? any form of Christian? I don't think anybody I don't cares. Know. I don't know. Okay, okay. We're so all going to hell. <laughs> all right. So we go from that to a girl. That uh, that was a druid at a, at a Wiccan house party. Okay, so let's just finish up high school. That was still in high school. What? Uh, anything else in high school? Uh, nothing else in high school. No. Okay. Or, well, I mean, not while I was in high school. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's let's just let's set a baseline here, Matt. From uh, I'm just gonna tell you, I've known you a while, uh, and uh, I I joke, I make a joke sometimes, uh, and it's like, Matt. Over here, Matthew, he he pulls, man. Matthew pulls. <laughs> I say it, Matt Tate fucks. You know what I mean? It's like he's he's bringing girls to the table. So what I'm assuming also in having conversations with you, and again, this is just an assumption, and I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, it sounds, I know you've been in a few relationships since I've known you, but it also sounds like you have, uh, for lack of a better term, a promiscuous history. Is that correct? Have you been a promiscuous person, a promiscuous boy? It could be argued that. Okay, you don't have to give me the number if you're not comfortable. First off, do you know your body count to a T? I do not. Okay, you're telling me everything I need to know. <laughs> I know it's south of 40, though. Okay. And th- one thing with me is, like, uh, for all of that promiscuity, like, I never, for the most part, have ever had, like, more than one partner and at one time. Sure. No, no, yeah. No, um, of course, no judgments and, yeah. and no assumptions when it comes to that because, again, that's we're here to educate and to have a little fun at the same time. So mm-hmm. we can, uh, we'll never, uh, there will never be any judgment or shaming when it comes to this podcast. Yeah, so you don't have not. to worry about that. That was <sighs> weird of me to throw out. I'm sorry. I, I no, 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 earlier. man. It's it's completely fine because I understand, uh, like, we're, we're actually, and we've been very fortunate with our guests so far because we're asking you very intimate questions. And we're, we're talking to people who are normally pretty outgoing that don't mind sharing things about themselves because I know people right now that if we talk to on this podcast and we ask these questions, they would just fucking clam up. Shut they wouldn't. Down. Yeah. They would be like, I can't do this. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about this. So uh, we always appreciate the candor uh, and, and, and uh, your willingness to kind of talk to us about this because I think by kind of dissecting different people and, and talking about their sexual upbringing and, and, and all that is, I mean, it kind of shines a light on all of us uh, and, and I think is educational to let you know kind of maybe how the other side lives, you know, a little bit. That's why we're trying to get uh, a wide variety of different people on the podcast. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to do that. So you, you had a little bit of a promiscuous uh, streak. We'll just say that. Right. Mostly got that out of my way in my late teens, I would say. Although yeah. it kind of spilled into a weird part in my mid twenties, but that was just uh-huh. after like some and other you, shit didn't go the way I wanted it you're to. You're thirty four now. I am. You're thirty four yeah. now. Okay. <clears throat> so let's just add a layer onto this. And again, uh, you uh, we talked about this for the before the podcast. You are almost twelve years clean and sober off of drugs, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. Okay, so 12 years, that takes you back to uh, 22, 
roughly. And yeah. you said that, so that kind of tied in with some of those areas. Now, yeah. being uh, – and, I mean, uh, is it safe to say – I mean, you had a serious substance abuse problem. Is it, Would you classify it as, as such? Yeah, I, I – I, yes, I did. I, I yeah. uh, lost a lot of things. I, I overdosed on uh, two occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely was a pervasive problem in my life. And, uh-huh. uh, I mean, I lived in central Illinois in a fucking factory town. There yeah. was a hell of a lot else to do. You sure, know? It was, sure. It was either you go bowling or you do drugs, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck, we live in Alabama. There's a lot of towns that do that right now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, we, 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 get, we get it. So, in that time frame when you were going through that, did that – I mean, it, it, it just seems like what we, what a lot of people would stereotypically think and also the way media paints it sometimes, was there a correlation between your substance abuse and promiscuity at that time? No, actually. Uh, that was, as far as uh, relationships uh, or, or, you know, sexual activity, that was probably the most uh, overall stable time in my life i i actually uh, really yeah i uh i dated somebody that i had known since high school for about two and a half years and um it was long distance she was living down here i was living in illinois but i still to this day like hold her as the reason that i'm alive Uh uh-huh uh she gave me a lot of patience i didn't deserve Two and a half years is a long goddamn time when you start when you're 19, you know? Yeah. And So, uh, let me get this straight. So, you were in a long-distance relationship from Illinois to Alabama mm-hmm. while you had a substance abuse issue. Yep. And you stayed true? Yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm glad you kicked the drugs, but you know what? It, it, you could have used some of that willpower in certain other areas. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Scott going to go with this? I just love the will of steel. Like, nah, never. I will not have sex with another person. But I'll shoot that speedball, you know. (laughs) Give me those drugs right now, goddammit. Slaps arm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the bizarre allocation of willpower there. But no, I mean, that's good. That's good. And it's awesome. And now she and I are like fucking best friends, too, which is And that's great. I mean, and like, as you just described it, it sounds like, I mean, she led you through a dark time in your life, which which is which is great. So, can I ask uh, when you were to get why did it end? Why if uh, it, what what happened? And you can well, be it, as obtuse here as you as you wish. As I said, I'm two and a half a years is yeah. a really long time when you yeah. start when you're 19. Yeah. Um I Which, think she was she got tired of waiting for me to get my shit together and yeah, move down mo- here. Yeah. So, when I finally did and I kind of presented it to her as a surprise. You know, we had that we needed to talk, I've met somebody conversation. Gotcha. Mm. And uh you know, I wound up here anyway and I stuck to my guns on uh staying clean because I realized this was the most important, most impactful person I've ever had in my life and I uh if I ever was fortunate to meet someone like that again, I wouldn't want to fuck it up because I of being a fuck up and a yeah. fucking junkie sure. ever again. Yeah. And uh, I I put it down. And I pretty much never looked back. 
That's awesome. That I mean, hell insane. yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to that. congratulate you for, for sure. I mean, man, 12 years is a long time. Uh, and it's great, man. And I, I mean, here's to many more, of course. Thank Absolutely. you. I've, uh, being a comedian, I mean, it's sometimes we, <clears throat> it's a weird job and we run across a lot of people that have had problems like that and, and hearing, you know, uplifting stories about how they've beaten something and stayed off of it is always a nice thing to hear because you never, you know, you don't want to see the other side of that coin. You don't want to see the other side of that. We wouldn't be friends if I was still doing that shit. Like. Yeah. It sounds like Matthew's got the strongest willpower of anybody I've ever met in my life. But like he just has to choose. <laughs> he doesn't know how what to. He wants again, to it's called that. allocation. You have to know how to allocate your resources. You also just said I was the most poetic person you've ever <laughs> met. I did. You were the most poetic person. Yeah. <laughs> you made two medical medical. Okay. Medical for formula. What what was it? Um, yeah. And say earlier, Raina couldn't say metaphorical. She said medical formula. I was no, like, medical, what? Medical formal. Medical formal. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't about? remember. But. Okay. So now you you've gotten clean. Mm -hmm. You're 22, uh, and you were going to move to Huntsville. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming. I mean, we're in Huntsville now. Did you, is that when you moved here? Yes. So you, you've been here for about the past 12 years? Yes. So basically it kind of ties in, like coming to Huntsville was turning over a new leaf yeah. in a certain respect. Uh, old leaf, kind of. I, I mean, I yeah. lived in Huntsville prior. Well, I mean, but, but, yeah, but the yes, change in yes. your lifestyle and, and, and everything else. And, and I went back, and since then I've done one show in the town where I used to live in central Illinois. Yeah. And you ever just, like, go somewhere and you just feel like a fog of depression yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah like it's palpable like people just have this dead look in their eyes and you're like for me it was so strange because i never picked up on that when i lived there but i mm -hmm. think it was a contributor to decisions i made and after going back after like because this was after i started comedy i didn't start till i was yeah. 25 yeah and uh after going back i was like man this is uh I can't believe I never saw this, but it explains a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things you can't see the forest for the trees when you're there. So it's yeah. like being removed from a situation definitely helps you put it into perspective. So you come to Huntsville. Um, now, it kind of sounds like, like you said, you got that out, like the, the your promiscuity or whatever you want to call it in your teens and your 20s. So when you come to Huntsville... You said you had a nut, you had a relapse into that. Yeah. So were you, were you a Huntsville whore for a little while? Did you... Yes. Y you hoed around? Y yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He's like, can we fucking move on? <laughs> no we comment. already covered this in my first <laughs> album. Like, yeah. By the way, guys, uh, and uh, uh, check out Matt has two fantastic comedy albums available on streaming services right now. He's very funny. We'll shout those out at the end of the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, shut the fuck up with plugs. No more from you. <laughs> um, Do you want to know about the time in my life where I use plugs? <laughs> oh, let's, you know what? Let's just stay in the shallow water for right now. <laughs> I had a different direction I wanted to, to go into. I'm sorry. <laughs> Raina's like, what I'm kind sorry, of you guys lead. What kind of plugs? No, that's fine. I mean, I like, I well, I want to say I like where your head's at, but I don't. <laughs> ah. Hey, oh, uh. No, man, we're just kind of. Uh, I'm digging into. I'm digging into the history, baby. Let's uh, let, let's see here. So <laughs> let's just. I, I'm rubbing the couch. <laughs> it's it's like I'm on MTMA and I'm like, oh, this couch is so soft. 
That should be a requirement for the podcast. It should not. It would be terrible. <laughs> it would be. It should be a lot of like. Mm. If you could still find the actual shit, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's just fast forward a little bit. So we get through the promiscuous stage of Matthew Tate, his second renaissance when he was in Huntsville. And uh, since then, you've been, is it safe to say, a serial monogamist? Yeah, but I hate that term. Okay. Why? Uh Anybody who's ever presented to me as or present themselves to me as a serial monogamist has always been the first to cheat on me. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, 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 I'll give it up for that. Uh, as uh, on our last episode, uh, of the wonderful Jade said, "Monogamish." Monogamish. <laughs> Monogamish. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Jade Bronte was the what? She was our last guest. Nice. Yeah, uh, Matthew is a guest on our podcast who hasn't listened to our podcast, so fancy that. <laughs> We're going to have to fix that. Might be. He'll, you know what? This son of a bitch will listen to his own episode. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Take That's this. That's it. Okay. So, it kind of the way you just said that, have you had – I mean, let's just, let's just get into the nitty-gritty. Kind of one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here to, to dig into this. So – would you consider yourself unlucky in love, Matt? Have you been unlucky these past few years? <laughs> I get the side eye is amazing. So, what's your what's the longest relationship you've ever had, Matt? The two and a half year one. Okay, so at the the long distance. Okay, one, that was yeah. that was the lo- that was the longest. Okay. Second longest uh, would be the one I just got out of. Which was how long? Uh, one day shy of a year. One day shy of a year. Actually, you know what? Last year was a leap year, so we'll just call it a year. Okay. <laughs> but totally got broken up with on the eve of my anniversary. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry, our anniversary. Maybe that was part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what... Well, you just had a relationship, which a year. What was the relationship before that? The relationship before the yeah. one I was in for yeah, a year? How long was that? Uh, God, that would have been Leah, wasn't it? Well, don't fucking ask me. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind name dropping uh, that individual. Um, That's funny. Yeah, no, I I think that was the case. Yeah, my my more significant relationships in like my mid twenties and onward were I dated someone who was sixteen years older than me. She mm-hmm. abruptly broke up with me, and then I started dating someone ten years younger than me. Yeah. Uh, Almost in retaliation, I guess. Because yeah. she, like, texted me a couple days later and was like, how are you doing? And I just, like, took a sexy pic of the, you know, person who was 26 years younger than them Petty and was shit. like, I'm fine. <laughs> Petty shit. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess after that it was uh, that relationship with, uh, yeah, that, that individual, a uh, horrible alcoholic. That was, mm. God, that was a roller coaster i remember her yeah remember that time i do you remember that time i accidentally sexted you scott i do <laughs> i want to hear about this why is this, this not why is this not the vocal point of oh man i you know what it was uh uh i can't even remember what he said but there was yeah. no picture included M- no thank god <laughs> no, <laughs> matt, it was vile matt he sent me a like this wasn't like a ooh girl this was a like <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like, like it was some serious shit i was like and here's the thing and you I, read the whole thing oh man i was fucking smashed i remember i got it i was fucked up and i looked at my phone i was like 
yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, what the fuck? And it, traditional comedian, uh, th- it was like a day or two before a mic, and we were at the mic, and I, was, I mentioned to Matt, I was like, yo, bro, and he was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and of course, how I handled it, I just went up on stage, I was like, listen to what Matt Taste sent me. <laughs> and I read that shit into the microphone in a crowded show. This is like, you want me to do what yeah, until your was, goatee it, is sopping yeah, wet? It was very, it was cathartic. It was cathartic. But yeah, yeah, Matt, 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 Matt you said he was a poet. <laughs> He's a fucking, Was I wrong? He's a filthy, dirty poet. <laughs> Bukowski, if you will. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I know. I mean, that's that. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so hold on. We were just talking about you went from sixteen years older to ten years younger. Then, then, uh, so ba- my okay. own age after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but like somebody who was an addict, and it yeah. was really weird for. You know, I was clean. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, that, at that point, I mean, you know the behaviors and things yeah. like that. So it's like you see patterns, and and I've always like felt in a way like I can be a support system or a fixer, and it's it's unhealthy and it's stupid Man, and it's toxic. Yeah, the, the, and I know it's yeah. stupid, but like I'm of co- no. I, I mean, wired. sometimes it's human nature. I mean, some people are just wired that way to be like, I can fix this or I can fix you, and it's like. The weird thing is, it's like I, I, I've been in that kind of relationship. A lot of people have, but I've also seen friends in that type of relationship. And the weird thing about it is you're sitting here saying, well, I can think I can fix this person. Well, in reality, it's like you're trying to fix yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? Most it's often, like, yeah. There you're trying a, to fix yourself. A, a it's not internal them. They're problem. just like a stand-in for something that you need to work out, and you're projecting on that person. Mm-hmm. And it's like... The thing is, uh, uh, the sad part is a lot of the times those people that you want to help don't want to be helped. So then it's you're beating your head against the wall. And then it's that classic conundrum of like, how much do I put in this before I have to pull the ripcord and bail? And then, you know what I mean? It's like too many relationships continue in those circumstances because you're like, I don't know what the exit point is because I feel if I leave. You feel responsible. Yeah, I'm responsible for this person. Am I being charged for this session? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Well, you know what? Let's let's follow that through line for a second, though, because let's. Let's talk about this. Um, so you just had a relationship end. It's pretty fresh. Yeah. It's fresh. Uh, and kind of as we've just talked, I mean, and of course, I mean, we don't know all the details, but um, you've had relationships. But of course, I mean, you know, for lack of a better term, nothing that's stuck yet. So, I mean, you kind of are there. And uh, let's just tie that in a bow with um, – and we're very positive about this. I mean, if, uh, the best thing we can do is talk about it is you've had mental health issues, uh, right? So how are, how are you doing now? How are you, how are you processing? Are you, uh, I mean, are you okay? How are you doing? I, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a month now. Yeah. And uh, like we still talk. We're still friends like, I even h- had this weird moment the other day, you know, where I found something that belonged to hers. It was still at my place, and I messaged her, by the way, you know, such and such is still over here. You know, I'll keep an eye out for anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've hung out a couple times since as friends. Absolutely no intimacy, but sure. then again, we didn't really have that much for, like, the last half of our relationship. Mm. Um, so by saying that, I mean, are you saying you saw the writing on the wall or 
were you taken by surprise or was it something you were like it's a matter of time or I feel like I was trying to delay the inevitable for a long time. I uh-huh. enjoyed the companionship, but I feel like I was kind of checked out uh, as a uh, intimate partner for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this really... I'm not going to say it's a really weird thing. It's not a really weird thing. I have this thing with me where I have to feel 100% safe with a partner to have intimacy with sure them. and um well honestly i mean i'm not gonna like blow your mind right now i mean it sounds like from some of your history you have some reasoning behind that so yeah <laughs> but um yeah. i don't know like it, it it got to a point where we process things very differently we're both very much um products of abusive relationships that sure. we had been in before and we were just uh not very good at communicating and uh, sometimes we'd have very uh, heated um, verbal arguments, and then uh, uh, I'm not good with confrontation. My go-to is to like cower, shy away, yeah. like, get out of the situation. Like Bail. I, right. I, and uh, I. One of the last times that she like got really drunk and came over, like she put hands on me, and mm. then she didn't remember that she did that, and. Yeah. Uh, it was about three, four weeks later, uh, we got in another argument, day before our anniversary, and uh, I just wound up bringing that up. <laughs> I knew she didn't remember, and sure. I wanted to just shut the fuck up about it forever. Yeah. But it was eating away at me to hold it in, and I think in that moment, I felt like I could use something that she didn't mean to do yeah. as ammunition in this argument. Yeah. And, uh, that's just human nature. She couldn't reconcile what she did. She left. And, sure. um, well, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, for you, I mean, number one, you're lo- like you just described, you're looking for the catharsis of kind of, of, of saying it because it was weighing on your chest, but also sometimes in those moments you can't help it. It's like you're Wolverine back to the corner. You're going to strike out. And when you strike out, you strike out with something that you think is going to hurt that person in some way. Because, I mean, nobody knows how to hurt the people they love better than their right. loved ones. You know what I mean? It's right. like, so uh, it can, everything you just described is like, it's prototypical for relationships when they're in trouble is things are things are brought up that were for some reason swept under the rug or concealed before and nobody felt like you know what i just don't want to talk about it because it's the elephant in the room and then but when you when you do say it it's like somebody dropped a nuclear bomb in the situation right and then that muddies the waters and then all of a sudden they get upset you get upset and then they know how to piss you off you know how to piss them off and then it just all escalates until as you somebody's just like i can't fucking do this and then they leave and that that is normally the one of the death rattles. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. <laughs> like this is everybody has said something in a relationship where you're like blah 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 blah. Fuck, that's gonna be hard to come back from. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a real hard time rallying from that one. <laughs> like, and then yeah. there's sometimes when you say it and you're like, boom, bitch, that felt great. <laughs> you say it and you're just like, Ugh, you know how long I've wanted to say that shit to you. <laughs> but then when you strike out in anger, sometimes it's like, fuck, like. Maybe that could have been a little bit more measured. Maybe whatever it was. So, um, I mean, I get I get where you're coming from. And I admire her tenacity too, because sure. she uh, 
she was absolutely not okay with the fact that she did that. And while, you know, I've been kind of pitiful, there were two occasions where I said, is there any chance we can make this work out after the fact? She's stuck by her guns. And I, I, I think that we both uh, are in agreement, you know, like uh, we talked about it after the fact. And it's like, yeah, like we both love each other very much. Sure. But we also realize at this juncture, like we're incompatible and the longer that we tried to force something like that to work, the more we would grow to despise each other. So, and we don't want that for somebody sure. that we both love so much in each other, you know, so well, friends. Just to give some context, it seems like just in the past week, it seems like you've gotten more perspective on this because, I mean, it seems like... I haven't noticed. <laughs> well, it just sounded like you did anyway to me because uh, the reason why I, you know we were talking earlier is just like it's kind of like you slipped into a little bit of a hole, I would say, right? I'm still, still in there. there. Well, your, your head's peeking out a little bit. You're whack-a-mole in it. I've noticed a little <laughs> change in the, from yeah, the last... Yeah, no, you're whack-a-mole yeah. in it, which is great whack-a-mole. because, of course, I mean, we, uh, not only us, but, I mean, I'm sure our listeners are rooting for you too and all your friends are, so... We're uh, we're we're happy to hopefully be with you on your journey of getting past this. Have you? Uh, so it's been a month. Um, it sounds like at least you've come to terms with it a little bit. Uh, have you started dating again? Not not really. No, I've gone on a couple dates, but yep. uh, anybody's since then, I've I've uh, basically told them up front, like. I'm not looking for anything right now. Sure. Like, no sex, no making out. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not comfortable with any of that. Yeah. Um, but, like, regularly now I just have people, like, sleep over at my house. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we sleep, you know? Like, not in a sexual way. It's just sure. having somebody in that space gets me out of my own. Uh, sure. But as far as, like, pursuing a relationship, no. I it, the the strange thing is, as soon as like I announced that you know I was single, like immediately it was like six people in my fucking inbox. But uh, see what I told you, Matt Tate pulls, <laughs> dude pulls. But uh, you know, I I don't want to be unfair to whoever I'm going to be with next by rushing into anything. I've done that when I was younger, and I know Everyone the importance of yeah taking time, healing, being okay with being yourself, having your own autonomy. You don't yeah. want to force the, the you know, fucking baggage that you let pile up in your last relationship onto the next person. I completely agree with that, and I, I do think that is very healthy. But at the same time, you it's a slippery slope. You have to make sure that you're not denying yourself love, companionship, and happiness with somebody because you don't feel that you're ready. And I'm saying only you can know when you're ready, but at the same time, it's like sometimes that thought process can go on a little longer than absolutely necessary. And I've seen people kick themselves later because they missed out on something good because they didn't feel that they were ready. And then when it's gone, they're like, oh, I fucked up. I've been there too. I, you know, I fucked up. I've been there too. I I think, I think by this age, don't close yourself (laughs) off to love, Matt. (laughs) Don't close yourself off to love. I think by this point, I'm wise (laughs) enough to know the difference. But then again, if you look at my history, maybe I don't know shit. Well, fuck, man. I mean, as we on this podcast, we break down people's histories and we talk about it. And I mean, honestly, so far, I mean, you don't really sound terribly well. I mean, besides that fucked up shit when you were four, which again, disclaimer, apologies. (laughs) But 
other than that, I mean, you sound like all of our other guests and kind of their journey. So it's like, for lack of, if you talk to anybody, even somebody like myself that has been married for almost 16 years or, or people that have, are in long-term relationships or whatever, they found their person, for lack of a better term. If you ask them everything prior to that, they're like, it was a fucking mess. Everything was a mess. Shit show. It was everything. Oh, my God, this relationship and this and that. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Your trauma is your trauma, and it's different than everybody else's. But at the same time, it's like we all fucking shamble down this fucking path right. until we find the one that unlocks what we feel is – the relationship that we have always wanted right. you know what i mean so it's like just because you haven't found that uh even in those situations where I you think thought I did, you though. did well here's a, no because and here's the thing i'm not one i'll never say soulmate i don't even though i mean i love my wife and she's my person i'll say that i don't believe in the term soulmate or or even necessarily love at first sight or things like that but i do believe in a weird way Things do happen for a reason. Right. Especially when it comes to relationships. Because there have been relationships. Uh, I mean, geez. I mean, I know people have done this. That The same thing. They're like, we dated from 19 to 22. And then we broke up. And then we reconnected when I was 36. And right. at that point, it was right. Right. And, you know, so it's like, what I'm saying is it's like, never say never. It's my and dad's ex-wife, actually. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully she never hears this, <laughs> given the other context. But uh, she wound up marrying her high school sweetheart uh, after her and my dad divorced. And yeah, uh, it happens. They're they're yeah. so fucking happy now. Yeah, it's man. wonderful. Like, and he's such a great. Hopefully my dad doesn't hear this. He's such <laughs> a great dad to my brother. Sure. Um, sure. I love my dad. Don't yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like that's a whole other podcast altogether. We don't yeah. Have to get into that. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to get into that. But. Yeah, man, what I'm saying is, I mean, that relationship and like you said, you felt that you had it doesn't mean it's gone forever. But at the same time, hopefully that taught you something that you can apply in a future relationship. <laughs> like oh, you, already, you already described, you know, yeah. it's like I realized like I, I have to be OK with me before I can be with somebody else. So it's like, I mean, you're already uh, I mean, you're already learning. And the <clears throat> I guess, you know, the tying this all up it's like bringing up i mean you the as i said your your mental state and everything that's happened to you it's just like basically i, I just want you to know like we hope you're okay we want you to be okay Thank uh, you. and and we realize that i mean definitely talking to you today it sounds like you have a healthier perspective than than before which i think is really good so it, it sounds like you're headed in the right direction I think knowing is is really important. Like some people at the end of a relationship, they feel like they never got closure. And I feel like not that it necessarily is, not that it makes it easier for you. Not you made a face when she you. said closure. You made a face. I did when Raina said closure. Sorry. So what? No, what? Tell yeah. what's the face? What are you? What, what's going on? I don't believe in closure. I don't. I don't think like that's, as a concept. Yeah. Or like well, okay. I don't think it's necessarily uh, – I'm going to sound like a fucking loon. I apologize. No, please. I don't think, like, it's really a thing that exists. I think healing takes time more than anything in perspective. It's it's not tied up in, in how you left a situation. It's tied up in – how you deal with everything that comes after. I, I, no, right. I, and I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you because, well, sometimes closure is not possible. Yeah. But sometimes 
and my uh, just speaking from my own personal experience, mm. most of the the closure that I've ever achieved has been well removed. I've never had a relate. I mean, I've don't oh, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I've had relationships that ended definitively for one reason or another, and you're like, well, that's exactly why this didn't work. Right. But then you look back, and that was just basically a symptom of a larger disease. Right. Maybe. But but I've had that those basically not even with the other person. It's more just like a personal epiphany where I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? It's like I can. It's like a cold case. I can close right. that case. For, I figured out what it is. For what I when I said closure, which I think we're kind of on the same page, but yeah. he seems like he understands. I'm right here. What <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, we're, we're gonna speak about and you. I'm like even you're looking not. at you when I say he. You <laughs> yeah. feel like you understand. Like it sounds like you really understand what happened. It sounds like you really understand your emotions in it. And to me, that's closure. It doesn't necessarily well, have I mean, to be. Wait, 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 now, now we're getting into the minutia of like your personal definition of closure, which I I, I get what you're saying. Well, no, even I'm just saying like even with what? Matt saying, here's the weird thing. Even with Matt saying what he just said, he's like, I don't believe in the concept of closure, and then he described it. I was like, Yo, you know what that sounds like? Closure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've just you've it's yours, and it's that's how you deal with it, which is basically, you know, for lack of a better term, you're you're closing that off. For w- for whatever reason, so it's like it is it is closure, but in your just own certain way. Right. Your I I think your your kind of your face was in response to the traditional cliche definition of like I achieved closure. Yeah. Of the yeah, which right. is yeah, like which is completely different to 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 each and every person. Yeah. There's there's a, there's a lot. I mean, there, I, shit, man. I mean, in every relationship, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, I've had uh, you know prior to my marriage. I mean, I've had relationships with six months that felt like I did four tours in fucking Vietnam. You know what I mean? It's like, especially I, yeah, there's a lot packed into it. You're like, fuck. So, so my own one year, like recent one, um, it was in a pandemic, you know? So like we were, you spent a significant amount of time together too. I, I spent more time with, uh, her than I probably have spent with everybody I've ever dated collectively. Well, in and, the space and, of one and year. The weird thing is, during that pandemic, you also have to think, like, if you do a little bit of pandemic math, that one year of being, like, really closely confined with somebody and spending a significant portion of time, all of a sudden is, like, dog years. It's like, oh, shit, that would have been, like, three years of normal shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and now you're like, shit, I just went through the express lane. Yeah. <laughs> I got that shit done in a year. <laughs> I feel like she never, like, quite understood that because I brought it up to her one time and she... It was like she she was talking to an alien is what what, what she said about sure. like what I was saying. Well, like, honestly, I like, mean, it, your description so far, yeah. it sounds like you guys were disconnected. Yeah. Or like midway through, as you described, and it just kind of perpetuated. Different ways of dealing with things. Yeah, of course. Like oh, it, it, of it course. was it was probably about five or six times that I, you know, expressed to her like I need space. Yeah. Before. Like she, you know, gave me any. Gave you, yeah. Like I, I would like to just, you know, maybe sleep alone like one day a week. You sure. Know? And uh, whew. <laughs> this man. has been therapeutic. Yeah. Well, no. Th- I'm, I mean, I really appreciate you talking to us uh, uh, about it, man. I mean, it's just, I think part of the reason why we started this podcast was one it's like well it's always bitching to talk about sex which is cool but uh the other thing is basically like 
we do want to be informative and, and educate people. And part of that is not only, you know, the ins and outs of sex or fetishes or some of this other stuff we've talked about on the podcast, but it's also that relationship part and kind of how to process yeah. and deal with that, whether it's the starting of a new relationship that we talked about with Brent Reed or now the the ending of a relationship and the transition out of that, especially given your personal history and that how how that has affected who you are. Uh, so I think it's it's nice to give our listeners kind of a cross section of that and then let them cherry pick, you know, like oh, I felt that way or I oh, understand absolutely. that. So, I mean, I, I not only is it therapeutic for you, I mean, but I mean, I think Raina and I learn a lot from it oh, yeah. and it can be therapeutic for us as well and definitely for our listeners, you right. know, that can, that can identify. So now I want to say thanks for, for talking about that, man. So right now, stand up, hopefully it's kind of swinging back. You're still doing comedy. Like, What's the next step for Matthew Tate? Are you just work like you said? Are you working on you're working on yourself? Yeah, I I, I think so. You know, I I took some uh, time definitely like during the whole pandemic to work on a few things, even if it's like minutia. Like I I got really good at tennis while the world yeah. was shut down. Um, aside from that, you know, like last year I I wrote maybe a grand total of 25 minutes yeah. and i burned uh 15 minute of minutes of that recording uh an ep length single I, this year already i've written 25 minutes yeah. uh, like equal to what i wrote the entirety of last year and we're yeah. only one month deep you well know? i mean knowing you over the years it's i i you uh you process your emotions through stand-up yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Which I mean, a lot of us do. It just comes in different flavors. Oh, absolutely. It yeah. just comes in different flavors. I think Matt is more of a. I mean, you always have been. Uh, you're a heart on the sleeve Realist kind of person. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you wear your heart on your sleeve, which honestly is is there's pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like with everybody else. So, I mean, you're you're definitely. I mean, if you lead with your heart, I mean, you're you're definitely open, and it can be a great experience. But you also. You leave yourself open to, to the bad parts of that too. I wouldn't want to be any other type of comic, though. Honestly, no, uh, oh, man, it uh, feels no, that's great. It's literally, it, I mean, it suits yeah. you. It Thank suits you. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, and it feels good, honestly. Yeah, like it makes me happy about getting up every time I get up. Well, it no, is, man. I mean, I, again, I, like everything we've talked about, it's. I think it's great that you have an outlet that can help you process this stuff, and also by and bringing hope and and laughter to other people in the process is is rewarding so i think that's great man so i mean keep trucking brother Thank i am yeah, man i mean I, I we all look forward to hearing uh the material that comes out of this because i'm sure some of it's going to be great thank you now really quickly because we're, we're almost out of time let's talk serena williams for a yes. second okay thank so you. matt has a famous uh bit um about Serena Williams. And you know what? We're not going to have you do the bit. We will tell people uh, which album is it on? It's on uh, Game Set Trash. Game Set Trash, which you can find on streaming outlets right now. What's the ti- What's the name of the track? It's the title track, it's Game Set Trash. Game Set Trash. Check it out. So mm-hmm. let's just say Serena Williams is your numero uno. She's the one. Oh, she's, she's the one. She's a lady. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, again, we don't have a lot of time. I want you to, okay, give me, 
10 words or less, why Serena Williams for Matt Tate? He looks flabbergasted right now. <laughs> He's like, oh, How do God. I keep it at 10? Um, <laughs> misogyny and racism. I'm sorry. I'm going to go a little bit over <laughs> 10 words. Misogyny and racism are such a prevalent fucking thing in yeah. entertainment, whether it's music, movies, uh, fucking Hollywood, sports, any of it. And through all of that, through like a lot of the most iconic uh performers or personalities in you know that the history of any of those industries have had to face adversity from from bigoted assholes uh i mean if you are in like any sports fan group like like the you know an nhl group or an nfl group you see it on facebook and through all of that she has maintained a status as being a fucking hero to a lot of people especially you know, young black women, you know? Oh, I mean... People who feel so... She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and and she shows people how valuable they can be in a world that tells them they can't be valuable. Okay. And that's beautiful. Uh, and that just really makes you want to eat her butt. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that is what the bit is. That, that, is. That, that really makes Matt want to wear her as a crown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, analingus begins at the heart, man. You know? I think that's a good sign. Serena, off. if you Anal find Lingus. this, just send my boy a signed photograph. <laughs> I think that would do a world of wonder for Matthew Tate. So, guys, uh, in conclusion, uh, Matt, if you could impart to our listeners to us to even a, maybe a young Matthew what would uh what 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 parting message would you want to leave as uh do you know what I mean like give us what would you what would you tell that young kid what would you tell uh one of our listeners uh right now if you could drop a tidbit about your journey through sex and relationships what what, what what's one thing you've learned Never put people too much on a pedestal. Everybody is a human being first, not a fucking ideal and not your picture of who you want them to be. And furthermore, always use a wet wipe before eating ass. <laughs> I love you that. You know what? I mean, honestly, two solid points. That, is, <laughs> that's that a, sums that's, up our That is. Podcast. It does, really. <laughs> that covered a lot of bases, I will say. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell thank them you for where they me. can find you on social. Uh, on Facebook, Matthew Tate, uh, also Twitter at comedian Tate. God, I wish I could change that handle. <laughs> it was years <laughs> ago now, yeah. uh, Instagram at TGI Matthew. And then, uh, as, as y'all mentioned earlier, I, I do have albums out right now. Uh, my first album is I drink, therefore I am second one is game set trashed. I recently recorded and released an EP length single called the happiness illusion as well. Uh, those are available on all major streaming and sales platforms except for Pandora. Fuck Pandora. <laughs> well said. Guys, check out Matthew. He's very funny. Good stuff. And if you're ever in the Huntsville, Alabama area, one of the longest-running shows here in North Alabama, Monday nights at Maggie Myers Irish Pub, you'll find Matthew there. Our 
pretty much 52 Mondays a year almost. Uh, it's a good show. Come check it out. Matthew, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Scott. And no, Raina. of course, of course. Uh, that's it for me, Raina. Do you want to? Do you have anything to add? I've got nothing to add. You've got nothing. The best color girl in the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. I, oh, okay. I say that all the time, and it's like, uh, let's let's break it down in case our listeners are like, why does he keep saying that? Raina's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's white. She's uh, white, and it, you shouldn't say that word. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you have an announcer and color commentary? Yeah. When it, and like in a sporting broadcast. Gotcha. So you have an, anna- <laughs> an announcer in a baseball game is like, all right, counts three and two. Next pitch, fastball right down the middle. And then the commentator's like, yo, our batter here was a state debate champion in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they just bring, you know, have you ever watched a sports podcast? And yeah. they're like, uh, the guy's like, all right, touchdown. And the guy's like, he scored a touchdown on the third Sunday in five years straight. That's the that's the color person. That's you. I'm You're just. Her commentary is my favorite. I was watching a st louis blues game recently and they were like did you know that uh, uh the st louis blues are five and oh on the last five inauguration days and i was like no that i didn't is know the uh, thank you yeah. i guess it, i i don't know what honestly, i'm supposed to do Raina, with that. i am holding you to that fucking standard from now on right. i need facts <laughs> if i look at you i'm like Raina, what do you think and you're like on this day in 1937 like that's <laughs> usually when you're 14 <laughs> you're headed into 15 at that <laughs> exactly. point that, that's what i mean <laughs> That's the A game I want from you. <laughs> I want she had a trench coat on too, all the time. That's and the, it was so long and the, it was dragging no, the ground because she was it's four got feet it at tall. Baby Gap. <laughs> it was a Baby Gap trench coat. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Go All the Way. Uh, go all the way. Going all. I can't even say that name of my own fucking podcast. Thank you for listening to Going All the Way, Matthew. Thank you, Raina. Thank you, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.